together today. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the technology that allows us to be together, uh, both digitally and physically. We, we, we praise you, Lord, because uh, we know that your church has no walls and it has no boundaries. And Lord, just speak to us today through your word and uh, touch our hearts. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he called it good. And it was good until sin entered the world. He had created man in his own image. He realized immediately uh, that, that it's not good for man to be alone. And so he gave him woman and, and they made a family. And, and so from the beginning, God has put us together as families. Then sin entered the world and separated the families from God. And from that point on, from that point in Genesis all the way through the end is the story of how God seeks to work to undo what we did by allowing sin to separate us. And, and he does this, quite interestingly, through a family. God's plan to reconcile us to him started with God's promise to one man, Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. It's Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God says, I'm going to give you a land, I'm going to make you a people, a nation, and I'm going to bless your family. And through your family, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham's family became God's family. These people would be called Israelites, they would be called Hebrews, they would be called Jews, and they would refer to themselves as the people of the promise. And that's referring to Genesis 12, to the promise that God made to Abraham. To be partakers of the promise, you had to be part of the family of God. Now, the problem was that you could never be part of the family of God. You could connect to it. You could be a what's called a sojourner. This was somebody who lived among the Jews, but, but was essentially passing through. You could be a sojourner, and, and that was a, a, another way that's translated as stranger. You could be a stranger who lived among them. You could be an alien who, who was among the Jews, but your allegiance was, and your citizenship was still in another, in another country, in another nation. You could be a proselyte. That was somebody who became what's called a God-fearer. There was somebody who followed God and who worshipped God. But no matter what you did, you could not be a Jew. You couldn't be part of the family of God because you couldn't change your DNA. You couldn't be part of that family. You couldn't be part of the people of the promise. You could connect to them, and you could be blessed through them, but you could not be one of them. And so the rest of the world is excluded from this family of 
God. Now, even today, we are struggling with our need to be part of a family. We don't, uh, studies show that the family is in decline, and I'm not just talking about the, the nuclear traditional family, I'm talking about family period. That, that whatever family looks like to you, many children today are growing up in situations where they don't have any type of family. And, and no one really sees this as a problem. In fact, studies show that, that we're only continuing to move further and further in that direction. It's, it's more and more evident every single day that our culture is increasingly devaluing the family. A survey conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau asked young adults uh, about the importance of various life transitions. Here's, here's what the young adults said about what transitions were extremely important to them. Completing formal schooling, full-time employment, capable of supporting a family financially, financially independent from parents, no longer living in a parent's house, and getting married. Less than half of Americans, let alone important, that, that all the other factors are about my independence. They're all about me becoming independent from my parents, becoming independent financially. And to, to create a family is way down the list of priorities. Robert J. Samuelson is an economic expert for the Washington Post. And, and he says, along with the budget deficit, we have a family deficit. He says that family deficit explains some of the stubborn poverty that we deal with in our country and our inability to be able to address it. Because the, the, the things that a family offers are, are not provided other places. And so as people grow up, as people become adults and they don't have that family, they don't have that support the number of Americans who are living alone has went from 9% in 1950 to 28% today. In 1990, 65% of Americans said that children were very important to a successful marriage. In 2012, only 40% of Americans believe that. But it's not merely an American problem. In Scandinavia, 45% of people live alone. In Spain, the number of births per year is now lower than it was in the 18th century. 30% of German women say they don't want to have children. Majority of Taiwanese women uh, under 50 do not want children. In 35 years, fertility rates in Brazil have dropped from 4.3 babies per woman to 1.9 babies per woman. Meanwhile, depression, loneliness, self-harm, separation, and feelings of exclusion and marginalization only continue to escalate. Because we belong in a family. We were made to be in a family. God, in the beginning, made us to be in a family, and He decided that He would bless the world and reconcile us to Him by working through a family. Because you belong in a family. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 is going to be our primary text this morning. We've been looking through this series called You Belong, called Belong, where we are looking at the book of Ephesians in a couple of different places in there where Paul talks about belonging. 
And, and we talked about how you were called. And, and last week we talked about how you belong in a body. And, and today we're talking about how you belong in a family. You were made to be in a family. So Ephesians chapter 2, let's start at verse 12. Um, he's just gone through the beginning part of chapter 2 talking about how we were separated from God, just what we were talking about, and by grace you've been saved. And, and in chapter 12, I mean, chapter, verse 12 is where we're going to pick it up. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you once who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility." And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Verse 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Paul, speaking to this church, primarily to the Gentiles, the, the people who were not part of the family of God, not part of the people of promise, those strangers, those aliens, those proselytes, those who Paul says were far off, says that you were, at that time, you were strangers. Strangers were permitted to reside in the Jewish city and, and to pursue their business, um, but they could perform no public duty. They, they had no voice in public deliberations. They had no part in the management of the city or the state. They could only look on as spectators because they could not be part of the family. With, they, they could only look on. They, they couldn't be in, in anything and have any say in any of the affairs of government. They were bound to, to submit to whatever enactments that the actual citizens created. It was not even allowed for them to transact any business in their own name. They had to find a Jew to be their patron so that they could do business in that area because they were not part of the people. Now, proselytes who, who united themselves to Jews and who worshiped God are also called strangers because in, in, in Jewish writings, in, in, in Jewish uh, scripture, in Jewish references, they are called stranger. All foreigners are regarded as strangers, and Jews only were supposed to have this near access to God. But now, says Paul, the distinction is taken away. And those of us, that's you and me, who were far off, now become not just citizens, but family. Because you belong in a family. See, too many of our churches today are, are looking for attenders. We, we, want, we want to go to church. We want to attend worship. And, and that's unfortunately not what Scripture teaches. 
church is not supposed to be an event. Church is not supposed to be uh, entertainment. Church is not supposed to be uh, a production. Church is, is people. It's a family. Think of the implications of that. It, it means that you aren't merely a visitor. You aren't merely... Now that also means that we love each other through our stuff. And we all have stuff, right? I mean, we all have... You, you know in your family, you have that person. If you don't know who that is, it's probably you. But we all have that person in your family that, that, that you tolerate... Because they're family. Johnny Carson used to joke that Thanksgiving was that holiday where we travel hundreds of miles to be with people we only see once a year, only to realize that once a year is too much. Um, but, but they're still family. We, we used to, when I was a kid, have these distant cousins that would come visit us. And, and I couldn't stand this kid. I'm, I'm total confession here, being honest. Um, I couldn't stand this kid. And if any of my family are watching home, it's totally not you. Um, I, I couldn't stand this kid. And they would come. And, and once, once, once I asked my grandfather, why do we have to put up with them? Now, it was because my grandfather was giving me a spanking for punching this kid. But we won't talk about that. That's something separate. Um, but, but at any rate, I said, Papa, why do we have to put up with them? And he said, well, they're family. It doesn't matter. We all put up with family because they're family. And that, brothers and sisters, is what the church is all about. We, we put up with each other because we're family. We, we unify, we submit to one another because we're family. Paul says that we were separated from God, but by His matchless grace, through the blood of Jesus Christ, He has made us part of of the family. He has said that because we're family, God puts up with me and all my stuff. Grace. We are forever part of a family. That's church. If 2020 taught us nothing else, we learned that church is not a place, right? Because truthfully, church is an unscriptural word. It, it's not there. The words that are translated church usually means the called out or, or those who have been called out or those who, the assembly of those called out. But when they were translating the Bible into English, the, the powers that be in the Anglican church didn't like that idea uh, of people being called out. We want to keep them fenced in. And so in, they changed that word from being called out to, to being a located chapel, church. So that people would go to church. So that church was a place and not a group of people. Church is a family. And you belong in a family. We'll have people come all the time and, and they ask for uh, help for whatever reasons. Sometimes it's, it's emotional help. Sometimes it's spiritual help. Sometimes it's financial help. And, and we'll sit down and talk with them. And one of the questions I always ask is, do you have a church family? Invariably, they say no. And, and I tell them, I don't care. I'm not trying to. The, our helping you is not contingent on whether you come to our church. We'll help you because that's what God calls us to do. 
but you're going to help yourself by being connected to a family, by having a body, by having a family that will help you up, that you can lean on. One of the reasons why you get into this place is because you don't have a family. You belong in a family. And all that separation, all that marginalization, all that loneliness that you feel is is something you can let go because you are now part of the family of God. God says He has made you part of His family, that you belong in His family, in the family of God. This morning, you have an opportunity to be part of that family. You belong in the family of God. When we sing a song, we're offering you the opportunity. We would love to, to pray with you. We would love to, to, to help you to, to publicly say, I, I, I've, I've been away from the family and I want to come home. That's a beautiful thing. If, if you want to publicly say, you know what, I've tried to do this on my own. I don't want to do it on my own anymore. I want to be part of the family of God. We can, we can help you with that. We can talk to you about repenting and about how to confess publicly that Jesus is now Lord of my life and, and how to be buried in baptism and publicly proclaim that you are dead to yourself and born again in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead will come to reside in your mortal body. He says it will give life to your mortal body because no longer are you on your own. You're part of a family. You belong in a family. Accept that. Come accept that call to his family. Come right now while together we stand and sing. Love. 